0: How you doing? This is your host, Locke. Before we get started, I want to take a minute to tell you about a new podcast called Military True Crime Addict. It's a podcast about crime relating to actual life events of military personnel, veterans, and family members. Their stories are well-researched, and they touch on topics ranging from assault, abuse of power, hazing, all the way up to serial killers with military backgrounds. I just started listening to Military True Crime Addict, And I ended up binging a bunch of episodes. I actually just finished their newest episode, The One Eagle Scout. And a lot of these stories, they haven't even been covered in the media or by news outlets. So it's kind of a way to get awareness out of some of these stories. And you don't need to know anything about the military to enjoy the podcast. So go download their episodes on any of the podcast players. And go follow them on Facebook at Military True Crime Addict. Or you can go to the website, addict.com
1: Yeah, say
2: hello to the bad guy. guy. The good guy coming last place. 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 Smell that dope when I I pass by. by. I I let my money at a fast pace. Right, welcome to Say Hello to the Bad Guy,
0: I'm your host Locke, and this is the podcast where we drink, smoke, and bullshit about the life of a historic criminal. Now we're talking outlaws and gangsters, we're not going to cover too many serial killers. That's just a little bit dark for me, and this ain't no true crime podcast. Honestly, you can't call this a history podcast, because I'm no historian. I'm just a history fan that does some research and bullshits about it with his friends. So Speaking of my friends, let me introduce you to my co-host. First with us, we got Tank. Hey guys,
3: how's it going today? And also with us, I got Dan. What up, what up? I'm going to need a little more charisma on these intros, man. <laughs> yeah, Yeah. You know, spice goes, it up. Darren's here. Oh, that was oh. Oh, my bad. I, I need like a mon- I need Monster. Well, we got grown-up monsters yeah. in a cup.
1: That, that one TV show, it just starts off with that Who song, the Who Are You, and he's like,
3: ah. <laughs> Oh, the CSI? Yeah. No, it starts whenever they go to break, like when they see the crime and to be like, a decapitated head? Oh this guy's Jerry something. He's a banker. Well it's nothing to lose your head over. Yeah <laughs> Is that uh oh, David Caruso David
1: Caruso. Yeah. Weird faced
3: ginger haired <laughs> fellow.
1: Oddly creepy, though. He's creepy, even though he's like a good guy. You know what I mean?
3: See, that's why he's such a good cop, because he's like, I gotta prove this wasn't me. I'm almost Dexter. If you I know,
0: wasn't playing this guy, I would be Dexter, would be my other role.
3: He's Dexter of Dexter uh, caught leukemia? <laughs> In a <laughs> that, different direction. We're coming hard at David Caruso. <laughs>
0: fuck him david caruso he's like he's the what the joaquin phoenix joker of fucking
3: dexter's <laughs> <laughs> everybody's got their own take of it on it you know man see no, fuck the intros all we need yeah. is a little david caruso talking yeah. we're
1: we're in it
0: again
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right well today we got for a drink we got tank on He's always a bit of a beer aficionado, so we've been trying to come up with some drink concoctions. so my wife's always whipping up some drinks, so I got us uh old fashioned. you guys uh
1: try it? I like it. like you said, I've been trying to branch out on the I guess hard liquor drinks, you could say, mixed drinks and uh this one didn't disappoint, but she's a professional man, so she knows how to make them and it's tasty.
3: I like it, it's nice hazy got a little potpourri in the bottom floating around (laughs) gives it that floral flavor
1: i'm not exactly sure what's in (laughs) it but see that's the shit
3: before you get into what's in it that's the one thing like in drinks i i don't know nothing about mixed drinks really and i definitely don't know anything about the gingers and the extra like spices and shit even when i get mixed drinks it's usually a couple things mixed in one i usually don't get shit that's got like seasoning to it Well, the seasoning would be fruit, but it's muddled. And I say that like good, like it tastes good. Like that's not a put down. Like that's just, I don't get into that too
1: much. I know nothing about it. It feels like a drink that you'd want to drink in the wintertime. You know, it's got a warm taste to it.
3: So Sort of warms up your soul a little bit. You know what I'm saying? The
0: Old Fashioned is a drink that if you were to go to a bar, so we talked earlier about going to beer snot breweries where you get your room temperature beer and shit, you know? <laughs> yep, yep. Like if you were to go to the whiskey bar equivalent of that, they would probably make like a good Old Fashioned. So it's like an old school drink that's made like a big comeback as whiskeys have become popular again. Okay. But it's all the potpourri at the bottom, it's muddled cherries and the rind of an orange or whatever. You don't actually use the orange, you just use the uh, the peel or whatever
1: muddled that's just fancy talk for stick whipped (laughs) well and i mean as for somebody who doesn't drink a lot of drinks i mean when you get a mixed drink i mean there's i guess there's two ways to do it you can have a drink where you're you're surprised that you can't taste the alcohol or you could feature the alcohol that you're drinking and just try to accent the the drink with some flavors and i think she did a great job at doing the second part because you can really taste the whiskey and it's good whiskey and the muddled fruit man just it's subtle you don't it's not in the forefront but you can still tell it's there so man this is a good uh drink man
3: we got into uh the muddle puddle real quick but uh what whiskey's in there what what else is in here
0: It's a bullet bourbon wired I know you're a big bourbon drinker. Like, bourbon's my go-to whiskey. I, I mean, I'll drink any yeah. of them, really, but my preference is bourbon, typically.
3: It's got a little sweet, like, I'm a sweet guy myself. So bourbon's got just a little bit more sweetness to than just normal whiskey to me. I would
0: say that Bullet Bourbon is probably my new go-to bourbon.
3: A lot of people like, Uh, I don't think I've had it myself, but the Bullet Rye. I've heard a lot of people like that we almost got that today
0: we were looking at that we were picking between the two but i know i like the bourbon
3: yeah
0: and i already got a like a rye on deck in case i needed one in a pinch
1: yeah, i like Bull- how you said that in a pinch and shit. i mean bullets and- <laughs> in, in, a, in a rye emergency <laughs> yeah. you know? Hey man, believe you me i when got bruised But you know emergency. you just need a
3: little bit of the in case you need yeah.
1: that yep it's better to have it see, and not need it. See, folks, yeah. I mean, we love the drinks. I mean, we're not like <laughs>
3: we sh- love
1: shitty alcoholics or anything, but we take our drinks seriously, <laughs> right. folks.
3: Say hello to the bad guy. We like our drinks. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Bullet Whiskey, that's, uh, that's just a good standard.
0: Yeah. Before we get started, as always, we got to thank Sixpo Sueno for letting us use his music in the intro. And Cancer for letting us use his song Blood in the mid-roll. He also did our artwork, which you can see at his Instagram, at Eyesbleed Defiance. And then you can follow us at Bad Guy Podcast on Instagram and on TikTok, and then badguypodcast.com. You can get all the links, the emails, everything through there. I think that's all. That's it, right? I got it all. Yeah. I think so. Okay. okay. Anything else? Sounds like most of it. I don't know. All right, we'll get started. And the bad guy we're covering today is William Michael Cusick.
2: it's ain't negotiation time. This is Scarface final scene. Fucking bazookas under each arm. Say hello to my little friend.
3: It's always a good when they have uh three names. Either a serial killer or an improv guy. I'm actually,
0: oddly enough, I'm a fan of improv. It's gotta be good though.
3: <laughs> I don't know why that's oddly. And yeah. of course anything you enjoy if it's good. <laughs> but no, I mean improv gets a bad name because there is so many bad ones. Even me who am kind of like a stand up nerd, not a snob, but like I really dig stand-up. I have ever since I was a little kid and shit. But uh, stand-up people tend to hate improv shit, and I've never really understood it.
0: Because they don't understand, like, writing?
3: I mean, the uh, it's Tom Middleditch, and uh, I can't think of his name. Jason Schwartz, maybe, is his name. He does the voice of Sonic, but they got a three-part improv special on Netflix. That's real good.
0: I don't know. I say I like improv, but I feel like I really just like Whose line is it, anyways? <laughs> and like, uh,
3: <laughs> you like the white bread of improv, <laughs> like.
0: And Robert Riggle, I like those, so I think I like improv.
3: You like the Big Bang Theory of improv? <laughs> I'm
0: sorry, I'm easily distracted. I'm having a really good time with my beer it over is,
1: here. Yeah, hey, well, you know, it's a beautiful beer. I made it work. Nitros look so cool when you yeah. pour them, man.
3: Well, come on, focus up. This is a good improv chat we're having.
1: Yeah. <laughs> All right william michael cusick aka
0: michael duffy or aka mickey duffy word so he was born william michael cusick in 1888 in grays ferry philadelphia in pennsylvania to polish immigrants so he became involved in petty theft and other misdemeanors during his youth and changed his name to mickey duffy to fit in with local irish gangs
1: every time no one (laughs) we gotta talk about this this is crazy you know, back then, man, it was a, where you were from was a big deal. And, uh, I mean, I, if you want to adapt, you want to make money. Right.
3: It's so weird. Until we did this podcast, I just never realized how many times Italians had to act Irish to fit in. Like, who? it's Irish. Why would that even be a step up? And I don't mean that as a dig on the Irish, but back in the day, Irish people were looked down upon. They were second-class citizens, just like Italian people. They so just got here these... one
0: generation first. Is all it was, because when the Irish came off the boat, the British and the native people here couldn't stand them because they didn't like Catholics and stuff like that. So Mm -hmm. they weren't a fan of the Irish.
3: Well, just a couple, I guess it would have to be like the next generation, because just a couple decades later in the 1920s, it's the Italian mob and all the Italians that are running shit. It makes sense. Irish people are looked down upon, like aren't allowed to join their gangs and shit.
0: Have you seen any of the Fargo season four?
3: Yeah, I have, I'm i a couple episodes behind. But the very first episode, they kind of cover that. They yeah. just
0: go through the rundown of the early 1900s. The same neighborhood, saying gang, saying everything. And then it just goes from the Jews to the Irish to the mobsters. And then the black dudes step in. It's just the natural progression of people in that same situation.
3: Yeah. But
0: the Like, the gang's not changing. Just the, the situation. Like, who's in it is changing. But at least this is our first guy this is the
3: first time
0: that it's a polish guy it's not it's always been an italian dude
3: oh yeah you know what i just got locked in changed to be irish i was assuming he was italian at least it was across the board it didn't matter what race you were (laughs) you had to make sure you had to
0: pretend like you're irish
1: yeah you had to fake it till you made it the
0: other
3: white
1: meat
0: and he's the first guy (laughs) he, he was the first guy not doing it to box just to be a gangster
3: right on just so he doesn't get picked on
0: no i'm irish i swear to god So during his teenage years, he moved into more serious crimes, including armed robbery and hijacking. Yeah, those are
3: pretty serious. Yep.
0: That's a step up the ladder. Yep. In May 1919, he's arrested and convicted for assault and battery with intent to kill. He was sent to Eastern State Penitentiary, where he did almost three years. So I never heard of Eastern State Penitentiary, and at first I'm always covering, you know, Florence Supermax and Leavenworth and USP Atlanta i was like oh the nice. classics. Like, a, a quaint this is gonna a nice quaint little state prison but it's never a quaint little state prison so
1: this is a place that's now a historic site
3: oh you little cute little state prison <laughs> oh
1: man that looks fucking yeah it looks like a dungeon dude it does it looks super gothic yeah that's wild that entrance right there i mean mm-hmm. imagine going like you're you going in there i don't know whose entrance that is but it looks like a fucking castle yeah Jesus. It, lo-
0: it really looks like a fucking castle.
1: I mean, you can expect that people were not preparing for great treatment when they walked
0: through that goddamn door. Yeah, it looks like a place that as you were being put into, you'd be like, fuck. fuck.
1: And how old do we know how old he was when he got put in?
0: So he got put in in 1919. He was born in 88. So he would have been 41. No, 31. Yep. Yeah, thirty-one. Okay, so he'd be 31. thirty-one when he goes in. All
1: right, all right. So a little less. And it was attempt probably. to
3: kill, but what assault and attempt to murder, assault and battery with well, and intent battery. to kill.
0: Word.
1: All right, so he's done because some...
0: assault's technically not hurting someone or putting your hands on. Them. No, I think assault is. I think battery isn't or some. No, battery's when you get to touch somebody. You can You assault someone oh. without putting your hands on them. You can like intimidate the fuck out of someone. You know. Yep. Word. So. After his release, he got released in uh, 1922. Prohibition was in full swing, and he married a lady named Edith Craig. He immediately jumped back into the criminal world, and he put together a gang of prison associates and old rivals that he'd had growing up.
1: Okay. Just criminal (laughs) 101. So he mends
3: bridges. All right. Yeah. He's a community leader. He
0: reaches across the aisle. Yeah. And you know what? How about we build us a gang?
3: He'll work with ex-cons, giving them a place to be. These are the boys from the castle. We'll get it done, uh, Dungeon Boys.
0: <laughs> so he quickly becomes one of the most dominant bootleggers in the Delaware Valley, and he acquired breweries in Philadelphia, Camden, and South Jersey.
3: Damn, so he wasn't fucking around. I mean, it never ceases to amaze me the amount of time. Shit, goes. Yep. So they did a crime. They went to jail for a little bit. Got out. Started a gang, and just started running shit. Like damn. <laughs>
0: It legitimately is criminal college. trade school or yeah. college yeah. either way you know you go there and you sharpen up your trade which went one way or the other
1: you got like the tryouts <laughs> like you roll up in prison and you're, and you're sitting in your cell or you you know you go out for meals and shit and you're just kind of scouting all the other prisoners <laughs> and who you, who you and your crew is gonna be after you get out
0: doing little interviews so where do you see yourself in four to six years
1: yeah <laughs> what are your long term goals you're you're gonna try to be an accountant. I don't think you're the person we're looking for. Thank you for your time. By
0: 1924, he was using his illegal earnings. He acquired a bunch of legal businesses. He bought a couple upscale clubs called the Perkin and then another one called Club Caddix. Giant swinging Philadelphia clubs and shit. Word. He also moved into the numbers business, which rapidly became a cash cow. Because that's what the number business does. I know that now. Didn't know so much, but now I know you start running the numbers like, oh, so you're so you're paid.
3: Turns out it's quite lucrative to do crime. Mm-hmm. People that tell you crime doesn't pay, they're lying. Tell them they don't know about the numbers. Like, what well, well, the policy game says different. Yeah. Well, it doesn't pay good, but once you go to jail once and mm-hmm. get out, that's when it really starts coming in.
1: Well, I mean, you got to go to
3: college. Right?
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think this it. dude who went to prison, got out, and started running shit. Begs to differ.
3: But, I so- mean, yeah, if, if you're a bootlegger to begin with, opening some clubs is probably the best way to handle your shit. So
0: he ran his numbers operations, his legitimate business, and his bootlegging. He ran it all out of the Ritz-Carlton, of
1: course. Oh,
3: man, just ran it out. See, that's all low-key and just shit. Ran it out <laughs> of a little penthouse.
0: What I think is uh, you look at like he was in that dungeon. Now he found himself a fat-ass fucking penthouse to run out of. One of the funny things is when I'm doing the research, it says that he set up shop in the old Ritz-Carlton building. But then when I go back to find pictures, I see a bunch of pictures that are like the new Ritz Carlton building.
1: (laughs) Right. And Uh, I mean, for the time, that was a nice building. I mean, just imagine the difference though, fellas. Imagine that rush, knowing that you went to the fucking castle dungeon prison and now you're running your op out of the Ritz Carlton. I bet he felt like he was on top of the world.
3: Well, I mean, to get into the architecture of it real quick, like, I like this old gothic style of architecture, especially, like, here in Detroit, we're known for that and shit. Like, mm-hmm. I don't really think about it, but I hear, like, people from other parts of the country come here to check out the buildings, like, if they're into that sort of shit, and this, all these old style buildings, this one, too, has, like, the old stone arches and really, like, like, at least the first couple's floors, that is.
0: And most of these places in Detroit, like if you try to get these places downtown, you can update everything on the inside, but they're supposed to keep like the facades like that. Like they're trying to keep that well any historical
3: building or whatever, there's a lot of like regulations and all that sort of shit. Right, you can't go Benny
0: Binion and just run some lights <laughs> up that <laughs> bitch and put a big <laughs> fucking sign on it and shit.
3: Hey, and you know what? I do what I want. When you rock a buffalo skin jacket like old Benny, yeah. you do whatever the fuck you, you want
1: to do. Toss some steaks around like it's nobody's <laughs> business. Uh
0: February twenty fifth, nineteen twenty seven, while leaving Club Cadix, Duffy was shot three times, which he ended up surviving. The club doorman, Earl Brown, also was wounded, but his bodyguard, John Bricker, was killed. This shooting was the first instance of a, of a Thompson submachine gun being used
1: in a Philadelphia underworld.
3: Damn, so before that, they only heard of a Thompson? Right? That, that was like a myth? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: probably... One day, guys. And uh, it, and that's great, that because I think we've covered another first of the Tommy on... Uh on the show before and that's that's awesome that you said that because like back then they were keeping track of that like well they still haven't used the to tommy and philadelphia boys well the uh the purple gang murder at the millet flores
3: massacre yeah that was first of the first time it was used or the first yeah. around here that was the first time we got in detroit and then what about the uh the white isle the famous Massacre the Valentine's Day
0: No Chicago's way ahead of the curve So yeah. I know this wouldn't surprise you Cause if you're, we're all from Like well I guess our listeners aren't But in America Our guns come from the Midwest out Yeah So oh, okay. like the Egan's Rats From the, the heart America. of America Right so the Egan's rat game, Kansas City, Chicago, they were early adapters to the submachine gun and shit. So they're busting them out. Chicago, they had that shit in nineteen twenty-four. Uh yeah. Kansas City, man, those motherfuckers like the like the mayor, like the ward like the guys that run the gang were like the politicians and they were just that's, out there
3: That's where each other. they test the guns. That's where they <laughs> yeah. figure out how it goes.
0: Yeah, but so then they worked their way east. You know, Damn. so then like Detroit, we had Frankie L, which was the first time in New York, and that was in nineteen twenty.
3: Four, so, right about, about the no, same no, time. No, no, 25.
0: 1925.
3: So, right but, about the same time. Is it
0: what yeah. year? This we was 27. This is 27. Detroit right. was 27. So, Kansas City and Chicago were first. New York, that was uh, Chicago guys, though, that they brought yeah. in.
3: Well, they get streamlined. Okay. There's yeah. like a direct gun flight to right. New York. Detroit and Philadelphia are just flyover states with mm-hmm. the gun trafficking. But yeah, so we've covered three different first uses of the Tommy Gun. So you think, like, after that killing happened, David Caruso popped up on the scene was like, <laughs> Fuck, the Tommy Gun finally made it here. <laughs> See,
0: it all comes back to David Caruso, man.
3: Like, it was only a matter of Tom. Oh, yeah! <laughs> after
0: that, Duffy was known to be violent and aggressive in his expansion.
1: Don't blame him there.
0: He went to war with Max Castle, who was kind of sided with Waxy Gordon. Ooh, and good name, Max Hassel. Max. Oh, I thought you said Max Castle. No, it was Max
1: Hassel. Oh. what I might have. Either way, Max See, Hassel. I, I mean, you're when a you flow it Max straight through, Hassel.
3: Max Hassel. <laughs> it's one word. It's just Max it's Hassel. It's not
1: minimum hassle. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a, <laughs> as much hassle as you can get.
3: More hassle than
1: you can shake a stick at.
3: We can do this two ways. The easy way. But we can make it a hassle. Max <laughs> Hassle. <laughs> and,
1: and it's funny because I thought he said good name about Waxy. Because, I mean, uh, I mean well, either way, I mean, they're one. both still good you know, names. But good Gordon, names Waxy. all over the fucking place. Now we're getting to it's the good of my other favorite name because Maxie... Well, Maxie, not. <laughs> That's not that, as cool as Max. No, definitely With not. like, my name is Max, and people call me Maxie. I am
3: pissed. Oh, there's gonna be a fucking hassle. Call me Maxie. Oh, we're hassling all over this motherfucker. But what about Maxie?
1: What were
2: you even saying?
1: <laughs> um, not uh, Maxie, Waxy. It, yeah. When you said Waxy, you remembered me. You remembered me.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I will remember you. Do, do,
1: do, do. when a... you when you said Waxy, you reminded me of my other favorite bad guy, and it was in a TV show, Chalky. So for, for whatever reason, Waxy and Chalky uh, related to me. And when you said, "That's a good name," I thought that's what you meant.
3: One of my favorite thing is uh, his name's Chalky White in Boardwalk Empire. But at one point, the cops like, "Yeah, it's that." one of a milky yeah <laughs> yeah milky
1: yeah he tried to like come on man you ain't punk and chalky by calling mm-hmm. him milky don't try so basically he was
0: beefing with max hassle and waxy because he was expanding into their territories yeah. um eventually it was resolved by duffy forcing max hassle to hand over one of his breweries and some of the new jersey territory
1: so it wasn't a hassle to get that from him
0: we could stay at war or you could give me some of the shit like all right you know what just take it
1: that's, that's how it goes in uh, in bad guy lore, though, you know. That's how some wars are, are solved and other ones they go to the death. Do you want to be smart and keep some of your shit or do you want to give it all to me?
0: Yeah. Sun Tzu, you, yeah. sometimes you got to make that decision. Yes, sir. In 1930, Mickey Duffy was making so much money, he built a mansion in the style of a Mediterranean villa for him and his wife. Nice. In the Pennsylvania suburbs.
1: Say? He likes the architecture. <laughs> Man, what was his, uh, I wonder what his uh, cover deal was for all this money he was making and shit.
3: Well, that's so crazy. He had to be a Mediterranean, like, wow, this is almost Italian. No, 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 I'm Irish. I'm, I, my name's Mickey Duffy. I'm Irish. Don't call me. Or wait, I keep on thinking he's Italian when he's Polish. He is Polish. I, God damn it, I did it again.
0: Poor Mickey Duffy. His name's Kusick. Can't be <laughs> Polish. He tries to be Irish. We keep thinking he's Italian. This guy can't win. So, in September 19th, 1930, a raid on one of his breweries, a federal agent named John Finello
1: got shot and killed. Boom, 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 boom. You know how it goes <laughs> after this. You know how it goes after this, man. You can't mess with the feds. You can't. You definitely can't mess with the cops. You can't mess with the feds for damn sure. The true first blood. Is that more David Caruso? Shot <laughs> <laughs> oh, Rambo. Okay. Only uh, not that I, good. Yeah. <laughs>
3: It was Rambo you know. It was a Rambo
1: quote well, look, Said by uh, David Caruso
3: <laughs> They drew first
1: blood, blood. And, Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah It's been so Because that's more recent than first blood You know what I'm saying <laughs> So this led to a crackdown to all his operations
0: By federal and local authorities And then that led to animosity Between him and his partners and associates Because they're like well dude what the fuck yeah, you know, way you fuzz, yeah way to be you brought the
3: fuzz bro
1: way to be duffy <laughs>
3: there's, there's always that one asshole that gets out of line and
1: ruins it for everyone he's not even he's not even really irish man <laughs> all right what and now he's messing with the feds what the shit so on august 31st
0: 1931 while staying at the ambassador hotel in atlantic city duffy was gunned down so the murder was never resolved but it was thought to be committed by disgruntled members of his organization and the takeover
3: I like to think it's almost like the mob did that as a killing. Like, hey, cops, stop cracking down on us. See, we took care of him. He's yeah. good. We got it. Well, that probably we, we took yeah, that
1: probably was the stipulations, right? Uh-huh. You know, like, hey, wait, man. Somebody stepped out of line here. Uh, you guys been paying us. And the deal was your, your guy doesn't kill us and we don't kill them. And, he, you know, eye for eye kind of shit. But see, it's also one of those things that in
3: history, I mean, maybe certain situations, if you were a real historian and you really like got into the actual documents and, like, fucking looked everything, you could get more accurate shit. But in history, there's so much little things that you don't know. Like his gang, there could have been so much little infighting that was going on, little simple shit that doesn't make it to the actual account. But there could have been a lot of shit, like, infighting going on that you don't really hear about. Well, and most of Prohibition, that's how it went on.
0: So most of what we think of gangland and Prohibition is actually the early 30s because prohibition was just wild west and everybody was kind against everybody and then once you get into the 30s is kind of when everything really shook itself out okay so the 20s was like tryouts you know some people Hmm. flamed out real quick some people slowly built up and then the early 30s is when it all kind of settled into what it is today like late in prohibition you know early depression
3: yeah, so I mean I can see it cause he was sort of a dude that started expanding more. He got bigger and bigger. He fucking stepped on Max Hassel's toes and walked <laughs> away with it with more shit. Yeah. He was probably uh getting cocky and then he fucking shoots a cop and people are like, Alright, this motherfucker. Word? Just yeah. getting too big for his We're britches. We cool with you smacking
1: yeah. hassle down, but not the feds, bro. Well, you
3: can only smack so many hassles.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Until at
0: some point, somebody's like, hey, you're, at one point, you're going to smack the wrong hassle,
1: mm-hmm. and they're going to fucking
0: smack back. You can get back hassled. <laughs> A mafia member named Frankie Carbo was initially charged with the murder, but was never prosecuted. He had an alibi or lack of evidence. So the next year after his murder there was wars until December with a lot of his associates, uh, two people that were possibly thought of as suspects in his murder were both killed and kind of, it was his gang underneath them kind of went to war and settled itself in till around December of 1931.
3: Yeah. The alpha got killed and the rest of the pack deciding who's into the next alpha.
0: It basically got handed over to the Philadelphia mob. It was kind of when <laughs> so, they
3: started. This was so great. Like, yeah, we'll take him out. Then one of us will leave. Whatever, like, no, you just turn weak, and then your competitor moves in and takes all your shit, because yeah. you decided to kill the boss.
0: Yeah, the, even though he was a crazy asshole, that's what kept out the fucking, the mob mob. And, it, you know, across the board, most of these cities, you know, Detroit is an example. You know, there was a lot of Jewish gangs, Irish gangs that were wild and they didn't fuck with, but it was just went war by attrition. Yeah. You know, they just kind of played their role and waited, and eventually as they fizzed out, like, oh damn, now you killed mickey duffy the polish irishman and now you're killing each other and guess what we didn't kill any we didn't lose anybody yeah we, we just slid in the first place yep
3: i'm back you guys mm-hmm. thought i was going but i'm back again right here what we have is a situation where a pet got real angry took out his alpha and now that big bad wolf he's out of there all these other wolves are fighting they're limping around they're licking their own wounds they're biting each other and i just went into beatles for no reason <laughs> i sort of lost this accent but uh, <laughs> but it is great because i do this all the time like It is almost animalistic sometimes when you get into these power hungry fucking situations where that is straight up it where you see it all the time. Like the pet got weak in fighting and the young just slowly mine just fucking snatches it. Well, we are just animals. I mean, we're
0: smarter animals. We have thumbs. But at the end of the day, we do the same things that animals do. Mm -hmm. Historically. That fucking chimp brain. All right. Well, that's the story of Mickey Duffy.
2: So say goodnight to the bad guy. Come on. The last time you're going to see a bad guy like this again, let me tell you.
0: A character based on Mickey Duffy was in Boardwalk Empire, uh, Mickey Doyle.
3: Oh, that... See, when you were saying that, and especially when we brought up Chalky, I was thinking Mickey Doyle, but he... As the story went on, like, he didn't feel like Mickey Doyle at all. And then Mm -hmm. I realized... Man, it's just the name Mickey. There can be plenty. There's Mickey Mantle, just because his name's Mickey and his name's Mickey. It was a popular Mickey. name.
1: Yeah. I remember him from Boardwalk Empire. Yeah. He, you know, he, he, he was funny. Like a, I liked yeah, him. Yeah, was, yeah, Yeah. he was. He, 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 he had like he a weird he voice. <laughs> <man>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that was it. More like, yep. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that hat. <laughs> Which is kind of That's the traditional old school hat. gangster if you watch like the old fucking. Yeah. Like, what do you,
0: mm. you know, See?
1: Yeah.
3: You know, it's crazy, and I. You'd have to fact check this if it's just like one of those sort of urban legend sort of things. But um, that the way that they talk like that actually became after the caricature of the 1920s gangster happened, like all the actors and stuff in movies would be like, yeah, see? And then because they started acting like that, that made the gangsters start acting like that. Like it was a weird cart before the horse thing. Like, right. People, think like, when you watch the movies, they, like, no, the Hollywood, like, created that, and then they just started doing it.
0: That kind of holds true still with Godfather. That was made in its own vein. They watched it, and then they thought, okay, well, this is how gangsters act, and then they reproduced it. So it was, like, art imitating life that's imitating art.
3: Slick Inception, bro. Fucking mind is melting. So here's a picture of the real Mickey Duffy. Wow. All right, oh, yeah. those both those don't even look the same. Cause the first one, he looks like Sloth from the Goonies, and then on the other one, he looks like David Caruso.
1: <laughs> Damn, man, and and the the one on the right with the hat. I mean, you can see why if they based him off of this fella in real life on the show that they they got they nailed the hat. But but um... well, that's the easiest part. Man, that, <laughs> yeah, that really picture, has nothing to do with him The picture on the right what i was getting, you could cast any hat
0: i was definitely
1: <laughs> i was definitely slow on the point the one on the right it seems like there's an actor who they could have got that would have almost been identical to this dude and i'm failing to come up with the name so i guess it's shitty for me to bring it up ah man who am i thinking of i like that they put the numbers on his shoulder in that, yeah. in that okay yep hat.
3: But, uh, I mean, for the listeners, this would be annoying because it's all picture stuff. But once it's on an Instagram, you can see it. But that picture on the left, I don't know what that is. But that, that can't be the same dude. That's it's the same dude. It's like a weird funhouse mirror image of him.
1: Yeah, you're uh, right. His nose
3: don't even look the yeah, same. Yeah, nothing looks like the shape of his head. Like, it's distorted, you like stretched out, like
1: nothing. some kind of painting it's the same.
0: Hey, look, if you want to, it does, I think it, it does look like a painting.
1: Yeah. So maybe it's a painting. But Maybe he's a baby. And if it is a good, I well, mean, look, it's close.
0: Anybody that wants to Google their better Mickey Duffy pictures oh and email God. them to me is more <laughs> than welcome to. You know?
3: uh,
0: so you email us say hello to the bad guy podcast at gmail.com. Send them in. Man. I'll take a look and fucking post them on Instagram. But in the meantime, these are my Mickey Duffy pictures.
2: I got a bunch of Mickey Doyle pictures. I got as many
0: as you could possibly want. <laughs> we just pretend that's him. So we're going to do the DEFCON scale. Standard DEFCON scale is 5 to 1. On the Bad Guy podcast, there's no good guys. So fives would be Lee Murray, who's your coke-dealing, bank-robbing kidnapper. And then one would be the Purple Gang, who's got multiple gang wars, multiple massacres, and they're killing people on the street. So on a scale of Lee Murray to the Purple Gang, where would you rate Michael Duffy?
3: Well, I'd say a 4. Like, he was almost your standard uh, mob guy, which I usually give a 3. But he didn't have too many bodies. He... I'm sure, like I said earlier, like in the history, I'm sure he did like break a few legs and he was pretty violent and shit. He went to yeah. jail for assault and battery and attempted murder and shit. But the only body that I remember really getting is uh the cop. And that's one fuck up, but that's also a cop fucking up his operation. We almost, like you said, there's no good guys on yeah. here and we almost have that whole, you know, Shoot if it's the lie in duty. So, I mean, that's his only body. And that's why I would give him a
1: four because... A forgivable kill, and I'll still give you a four. What do you think? Well, I mean, I'm I'm agreeing with the four. I almost wanted to give him a five, but we got to remember the Phillies' first Tommy. And, you know, leading shit, running shit, You, we know he got away with a little bit more than we probably know about being a leader. We, we mentioned that before on the show is that we've got some history from these, these fellas and these ladies, but we don't have all their history. And as a leader, you know that he probably overseen a lot more than we're getting into. So anyways, uh, four, I agree with because Philly's first Tommy and then the Fed uh, right at the end before he got taken care of my, you know, himself. But yeah, I think four, I agree with a four.
0: Yeah, I could say a four, like based on the information, we don't have much confirmed violence, Mm -hmm. but that's the nature of some of these old school guys. And just because, I mean, Mickey, Mickey Doyle. Kinda of was based on him. He ran Philly at a time, so it's yep. interesting. But then you can't say, well, uh, well we're not gonna tell that story because it's not a bunch of bodies. We said we're not a true crime podcast, so you shouldn't have to kill a bunch of people. But you do assume, yeah. lost in translation, there's some shit that happens.
3: That's what yeah. I'm saying. The scale's almost a little iffy, especially like to reiterate what you just <laughs> said. There's probably some violence we didn't hear of. We go off the documented and documented. You don't have that body count to give them anything real higher. Or... All right. So we're going to go with the DEFCON 4. They're moving in.
0: I say we go to DEFCON
2: 4.
1: All right, Uh, before we go, you guys got anything? No. No, man. I mean, I guess just be who you are. You don't got to change your shit to Irish, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, just I'm, be you, William Yeah, Gusick. I, got, I got Irish in me. I mean, hey, there's no shame in, in, in any in any of what you got in you, but I'm just kidding. No. Thanks, man. Uh, I always enjoy having coming on and i enjoy the drinks and uh you know everybody take care of each other and have a good night
3: i have nothing after those inspirational (laughs) messages brought to you by tank thank you you know keep it sexy that's how you
1: know yeah yeah got a couple in me all right so this is say hello to the bad guy thanks for coming and thanks
0: for listening
2: We was down bad, my mama had to be dad. Spend my birthdays in the trap, we had to work with what we had She been working on a raise while trying to raise me like a man Plus my daddy in the box and all my cousins in the can, man. And I don't need a hundred friends, I just want a hundred bands A hundred jugs, a hundred scams, ay, ay So out of money grabbed a hundred hams so money grabbed a bunch of money <coughs> bunch And bands. I ain't wanna fall victim to that system or the Fuck a judge with a grudge, I'm blowing crud for my mental life And I still keep it on me, run and tell your big homie Before you meet your dead homie, Ayy. Yeah. Say hello to the bad guy Ayy. The good guy coming last place You smell that dope when I pass by Ayy. I like my money, he a fast pass Ayy. Say hello to the bad guy Ayy. I, let my money at a fast I just did the dash yeah, in a fast lane. Let my money at a fast pace look like a drag race. Control up in my ashtray, I'm in my bag. Good girl, bad face, slim no waist, and her ass fake. And yeah, she in love with the bad guy. But bad bitches never act right. She act up until that bag fly. I did a turnaround at one night. Say hello to the bad guy The good guy come coming last place You smell that dope when I pass by I let my money at a fast pace Say hello to the bad guy The good guy come coming last place You smell that dope when I pass by I let my money at a fast pace